Welcome back to the Giants Among Men podcast. I'm Scott Ishii, and I'm awfully pleased with the Giants draft. I offered some thoughts on the fourth overall pick, Andrew Thomas, Friday, so I won't say much more about him specifically, but I am going to talk about the draft overall and how I think everyone fits in with the team. The first thing you'll notice if you look at the picks is that the Giants didn't take a single offensive skill position player, but when you think about the roster and what we did in free agency, I really think that's fine. Joe Judge finally referred to Daniel Jones by name on Friday, so it's clear now that Jones is the team's quarterback, which makes uh, signing Colt McCoy sufficient for the backup role and saves us from wasting another third-round pick on a guy who will never play, uh, although our third-round pick probably won't play this year. A lot of people seem uh, pretty confident that uh, he's a, a good player that will be able to develop. There was some Joe Judge quote about he's not a developmental player, he's developing, or maybe it was the other way around. I don't care enough to look it up because it doesn't make any sense to me uh, either way, but he's huge and really thin for his size, which actually I kind of like because I do feel like we were ahead of the curve with thin defensive linemen, like these thin pass rushers. Like Strahan, by the time he retired, was a pretty thin guy and OC and Tuck, like they weren't, I mean, they were huge, but they weren't like fat or, you know, I don't even know, like NFL fat, I guess you would call it. Uh, so maybe we're on to something with this guy. Uh, I'm pretty excited. He's a big kid, um, a local guy, Bronx kid, played at UConn. So uh, pretty excited about that. Uh, but anyway, we signed Deion Lewis uh, this offseason from Tennessee by way of New England, and I actually think that's a very underrated signing. Lewis is going to be a good change, uh, good change up to complement Saquon, uh, and we've seen that he can be a dangerous receiver both out of the backfield and split out wide, so I think he's going to end up being really useful for Daniel Jones' development. Giants also re-signed Corey Coleman and Cody Core to work behind Sterling Shepard, Golden Tate, and Darius Slayton. I know a lot of people were upset that the Giants didn't get in on the big wide receiver party this year, but I think it was smart not to get distracted by the shiny objects so that we could get a lot of good work done. Yes, Golden Tate is aging, and the number of concussions Shepard has suffered means his career really could be over on any play, but Slayton was a nice surprise last year, and we still have Evan Engram, who, when healthy, is more of a receiver than a tight end anyway. I get that this is supposed to be a historic wide receiver class, but that doesn't mean there won't be quality players available in next year's draft now that we've taken care of bigger areas of need. And look, even though we didn't take a receiver doesn't mean that we didn't benefit from this being a great receiver draft. I heard Mike Lombardi say that Dallas was a likely spot for Xavier McKinney, but then CeeDee Lamb drops to them, so McKinney drops to us. I realize it's not exactly a good thing for the Giants that Dallas got CeeDee Lamb, but again, all good receivers we didn't get led to us landing a guy who will at least help us cover CeeDee Lamb twice a year. Getting back to some of our uh, offensive free agents for a minute, uh, we also added Levine Toilolo, Toy Toilolo, who is six foot eight, two seventy and isn't incapable at catching passes, along with Caden Smith, who had a decent rookie year as both a blocker and a receiver. So those two and Garrett Dickerson should free up Engram to be more of a receiver and create matchup problems for defenses. 
There were, of course, other free agent signings, and there are still guys out there that I wish we would have signed, like Jadavian Clowney, but those are guys I think are most relevant to why we laid off the offensive skill players in our draft this year. We have a decent enough receiving core and a hybrid type of offensive player like Engram. Deion Lewis is an adequate backup for Saquon, and of course we have Saquon. So uh, you have hope that this is going to be... Um, you know, a good offensive year for us that we didn't need to draft extra skill players uh, in this particular draft. So what was our strategy? I think we used the first and second picks to address big time needs. We've needed a franchise left tackle for forever. And, uh, you know, a safety was kind of the missing piece to the defense. We signed Bradbury, who is a corner, and uh, we drafted a corner who is out of UCLA, who's supposed to be pretty good. Um, and, and I'll, you know, touch more on that a little bit later, but, um, I think that safety, particularly in a three, four is really important to make sure that guys are, guys are lined up in the right spots and are doing the right thing. So I think McKinney is, uh, was really a great pick. I really like that pick. Um, you know, also I'm really sick and tired of hearing about the connection between Joe judge and not just Belichick and Saban but also all the other coaches who have worked for those guys as well. I mean, look, it's a really relatively small community of guys who have worked at this level of football period, let alone for those two guys specifically. So of course he knows all these people, but that doesn't always have to be the lens through which we look at every single Joe Judge decision. With that said, I think we're going to make some assumptions about what the Giants are gonna do schematically on defense this year based off of what those two have done. And it also makes sense to note that Patrick Graham has worked for Belichick and Brian Flores and conclude that our defense is probably going to be similar. So that's sort of a long-winded way of saying I think that an Alabama player at an important position like this makes a lot of sense. And, um, you know, McKinney seems like he can play in a lot of different spots. Uh, as effectively as, you know, as pretty close to Isaiah Simmons. We can maybe even call him Isaiah Simmons light for now. And look, maybe he'll end up being better. That would be nice. Um, but I really like what we did. We got our franchise left tackle. We have a quality safety to pair up with Peppers, who we traded away Beckham for. So uh, we're taking that and we're making it work. Now, before I get too far from my whole Belichick Saban rant, I want to add one more thing uh, about what I think the defense is going to look like and how it relates to the offseason and why we didn't take a pass rusher. I tweeted out a story that James Light shared that explained Matt Patricia's pass rush philosophy, which is to create pressure with scheme and linebackers instead of relying on the defensive line because it's easier to find athletic linebackers than it is top-level defensive ends. And I know that that's, you know, it goes against everything the Giants have stood for forever, but, um, or at least in the, you know, kind of the modern era, because obviously it was the linebackers that dominated the pass rush back in the 80s, um, in the late 80s, early 90s. Uh, but it looks like that's what the Giants plan to do, which is create pass rush with um, their more mid-sized uh, linebacker types, and that's the plan for this year with Fackrell, Lorenzo Carter, O'Shane Jimenez, um, I don't know why I said his name so weird, <laughs> and even McKinney and Julian Love blitzing off the edge at times. Um, 
you know, this isn't a group of elite pass rushers, uh, but our defensive line is built to facilitate blitzing backers because they are big. They're run stuffers and they're block eaters. Whether, you know, whether or not you believe we'll be able to pull it off or if we legitimately have the horses to make this strategy work, I don't know. But I do feel like there is at least an obvious plan that we're committed to and it helps explain why we didn't draft a traditional pass rush type. And I really think I'm okay with that because outside of Chase Young, there weren't many guys available this year that would have been worth it, at least in the draft. And again, I really sort of wish we had assigned Clowney, um, but it doesn't really look like that's going to happen. So that's today's pod. Uh, I know it's pretty general because, you know, like I kind of said on Friday, it's not like I've grinded tape on the draft class. So I don't have a lot of insight or inside info on uh, Coughlin, uh, linebacker out of Minnesota, or, you know, any other guys we took. Um, but I think, you know, the most for the most part, we added depth at positions where we needed depth. We added franchise players at positions where we needed franchise players. And, uh, you know, from here on out, we'll, we'll see where it goes. I think that we should be pretty good this year, an idea that I'm going to expand on a little bit later in the week. Um, so uh, be on the lookout for that. And uh, sort of as Big Giants news hits, I hope to cover it. Uh, if you are listening to this, I appreciate it. Uh, thank you for giving me my little quarantine outlet. Um, everybody stay safe, stay healthy, wear a mask.